0: Hello and welcome to the Rise Fitness and Nutrition Podcast, I am your host Carlo. Today I'd like to introduce you the 10 things I wish I knew when I started lifting and caring about my nutrition, so that you can benefit from my mistakes to improve your lifestyle. As there's a lot to talk about, this will be a two-part episode, so enjoy the first one! That's right everybody, it's time to open the wardrobe and pull some skeletons out. We all start at a point, then we, hopefully, improve from there onwards. Making mistakes is alright, not working to correct them is wrong, so here I am, shedding light on the mess-ups that I have faced so far to help you avoid them so that these won't be made twice. There we go, without much further ado, number one. Form matters over anything else. I don't think I had to be very specific here, but there is nothing worse than performing any lift with bad form. First of all because lifting heavy with bad form will lead to injuries and pain and those will keep you away from training for a long time. Secondly, not only because a bad lift is risky, but it's also not efficient at all. Take a very classic example, the bicep dumbbell curl. If the weight is too heavy for you to handle, chances are you might end up swinging it up and down creating momentum that takes tension from your biceps away and you might start bending at your back, leaning forward with your shoulders and other compensatory movements that, again, will take tension away from where you want it, the biceps. Now, I would like to ask you to make an experiment. The next time you go to the gym, take a look around you and look at the people that are performing this exercise. How many of them are doing it correctly? How many of them are swinging around a heavy weight that they will not be able to lift in a controlled way? Are you falling in this category too? Well here is my advice. Lower the weight, control the movement up and down and there you go. Let them biceps grow. Yeah and there's another thing to consider here. If there is less risk of injury with a wrong bicep curl, apply a bad form to a compound exercise such as for example squats or deadlifts, bench press, or any overhead movement, and not only your progress will be a lot slower, but the heavier you think you can go, the worse the form, and the higher the chance of injury. So lifting per se is not dangerous. Oh my God, lifting weights is gonna murder you. No, that's BS. But being unaware of your strength and limits, and that your form might be incorrect, leads to very bad outcomes listen to an idiot i made mistakes over the past years i got my injuries and not cool that said if you're not sure if your form is on point lower your ego and ask a trainer or an expert lifter to spot your execution and help you figure out whether your movement is okay or not and where to improve it if you can't ask anybody film your lifts from different angles and study study the right form Compare the form of expert lifters with yours and understand where you can improve it Yeah, I know this takes time But this is what makes the difference between progressing safely and being stuck in a gutter or being stuck home because you're injured Number two Rest time is not standard through your workout Duh, I am very guilty here When I started lifting, I thought that every exercise could have the same break, say, I don't know, 30 seconds or one minute and BAM! Back again to moving iron around. Well, to my expense, I found out that insufficient rest will hinder your performance, will make you able to exert less power and, therefore, at the end of the workout, have less quality reps and less volume. What does this mean? Inadequate rest? will slow down your progress considerably. Rule of the thumb? Compound lifts that involve a lot of muscles and potentially serious heavy weights will tax your muscles a lot harder, and therefore deserve a lot more rest. Now, what is a long rest? It depends on your strength level and on what weights you're moving around. But take my example. When I perform deadlifts, squats, hip thrusts, bench, Or overhead press by the way compound movements during the warm-up sets I take around two minutes breaks and in the proper heavy sets at least at the very least I take three minutes breaks more than often more that is to say that if I go towards lifting my maximum weight or I reach the point where I fail the last reps I take longer breaks and why is that Once again, because if I don't rest well enough, I won't be able to perform as much as I could if my muscle rested. So I hit less volume and ultimately provide less stressors to my muscles to grow stronger. My word of advice here, track your breaks with a stopwatch or use any app that tells you, that notifies you when the break is over so you can be on the spot. What about accessory exercises? For instance, again, the bicep curl. The break, yes, can be shorter. Play around with finding the sweet spot according to your goal and fitness level. For example, I found that around 60 seconds for bicep curls or tricep extension could be enough for me, but that depends on how heavy and how taxed you already are. Number three. Compound lifts are the main course in a training menu and the accessories are the sides. Oh yeah, compounds baby! A compound lift is an exercise that involves a few different groups of muscles at the same time. Two examples for all, barbell squats and deadlifts. The first targets the entire lower body plus your abdominal region and partially other stabilizers up along your back and shoulders. The second one involves the entire posterior chain of your body Basically, from your neck all the way down to your heels, along with your abdominal region, the entire lower body, if this wasn't clear enough, and your arms. Now, when should you program them in your workout menu? If they're the main course, they should have the full priority over the appetizers. So if you go to a very nice restaurant and the main course is your favorite food ever, I am sure you are not going to stuff yourself with bread and appetizers, aren't you? The principle here is the same, if you're training legs today and are going to work heavy on squats, well, you really shouldn't go crazy on the leg extension or hamstring curl machines first, add some heavy goblet squats and then, when your legs are shaking and drained, approach the barbell and then go for your lifetime heaviest set of squats. You wouldn't possibly be able to squat at your best because, well, yes, you're drained. But hey, no worries, I have been there, I had done that and I was very surprised if my squats won't go up in weight. And guess what? I was smashed even before approaching them, so once again, learn from an idiot. Plan your workout in advance, and if the squat rack is busy at the gym, work around the rest without destroying your leg first. And then, when it's available, go get the squat done, champion! So once again, if the compound is the main, All the other exercises where you go and hit the same muscles but in isolation, for example, the leg extension, should come after and should not impair your mane. Simple, right? Number four! There are a lot of ways to measure progress and most importantly, progress is not linear. So the harder I worked out and the stricter I was with my diet, the more I expected to see results on my body faster. A shredded six-packs, bigger arms, blowing up pectorals, huge lats But I found out that progress can come in very different forms compared to what we expect or what we are used to be shown through social media and the internet. No need to panic if you don't see straight away your body fat percentage go down or your shirts be too tight for them shoulders or if you can't lift two times your body weight already. Take a deep breath, yes, and try to focus on the moment when you started. How far did you go? How do you measure your progress? Well, there are a few ways to do that. Let's have a look at other types of markers that you can use to understand if you actually did any progress or not yet. Okay, this is a simple checklist, but I'm sure it could be very helpful. Did your weights improve since you started? Or do you feel less destroyed after completing similar exercises as before? Did your form improve from the first sessions you had? Or are those jeans that were a bit tight feeling a little less tight? Or on the other hand, what about the t-shirt? Did that t-shirt you used to wear before feel a little tighter on your shoulders, on your chest? Did your sleep quality improve? Did you take measures of your body? And if you did, did the values change? You see your body all the time, so it might be difficult for you to notice small changes here and there. Because, again, you're used to see yourself in a mirror. So if you do take measurements of your body, it could be eye-opening for you to see the changes that you didn't notice. Or did you take any progress pictures? How do they look all the way to now? Any small or any big noticeable change? Just don't forget, changes don't happen overnight. So progress picture will show progress, little by little. But if you kept on being consistent taking progress pictures over time, you should be able to see clear changes from the ones you took a few months ago compared to now. The last couple of markers are, for instance, did you measure your body weight consistently and did you notice a regular trend towards your goal? And lastly, if you had concerns over your uh, health, did you have your blood work checked before starting the training? And how is it going along the way? Did your markers improve? Now these were a few examples, but how did it feel to go through this checklist with me? Take me for an example. When I thought I was stuck in a slump, I used this very same checklist and realized that actually I did quite the progress without being fully aware of it. But once again, we might not notice progress because we are used to see and live in our body, right? So sometimes it's difficult to understand where things are going. But when you stop one second and have a look all the path behind you, changes do come easier to understand. See? It takes time to achieve changes in your body, and progress doesn't necessarily mean what you think it should look like, especially at the beginning, but I can assure you that the more consistent you are, surprise, surprise, the better you'll be and the results will start to show. So don't lose faith and keep working on it. And this brings us to the next one. That is number five. Results take time. Oh, yes. I kept on questioning my training from week to week as I couldn't see any changes or improvements. So I kept on going all direction, chasing for new training trends and shortcuts, but it doesn't work. Let me waste my time for you and please focus on the long-term goal. Get a plan, stick to it consistently, and you will see results. If they are slow to arrive, troubleshoot your path and understand where improvements can be applied. There's always room for improvement. When I was younger, I wish somebody told me what I'm about to tell you now. This is not a race. There is no finish line. It's a lifestyle, so you can fail. If you put your work in it therefore if you have troubles with your nutrition and training plans there's no need to feel overwhelmed and powerless there are great coaches and trainers that can very much help you think about it and that's it for today these are the first five things i wish i knew when i started lifting and caring about my nutrition how many of those things are you currently working on let me know i hope that you find this useful any comment or feedback or anything you can reach me on my instagram channel at thecarl.fit check out next week episode to hear the rest of the chart have a great week